You're listening to The Holdcast with Jack Grimsey and Robert Lintott. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Holdcast. I'm Jack Grimsey alongside Robert Lintott for 7500holt.com. As always, bringing you the latest in Aston Villa. So today, going to talk about the recent fixtures, a little bit about the international break, what went down at the end of the transfer market, answer your total questions, take a look around the championship, and preview Sunday's match against Nottingham Forest. All that and more in just a minute. All right, we are back. Robert, how's it going? It's been, it's been a couple weeks since we, since we saw Villa, and honestly, I said I wasn't going to watch them again until they win, but that was a lie. That's crazy. Of course you're going to watch them. Although maybe you weren't going to watch them again until they win because they're never on TV. Or maybe because there was an international break right after the Bristol City loss, and we haven't had a chance to, so... And at least one of the players won during that international break, so you're not breaking what you said. <laughs> oh my gosh, that... The, I don't know, it's just so early in the year for the international break. And I know, and the fact that we have another one in a month is so weird. And every year we complain about it, so I think we'll just end it then, but... Last episode was August 25th, so quickly we'll go over that Bristol City match. <laughs> Do we have to? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it happened. Villa, Villa took the lead on Grealish's second goal of the season, and Jack Grealish is off to a pretty good start with two goals and one assist now. Yeah, absolutely. He's looking uh, like the player that England wanted and the player that Aston Villa fans wanted all this time. He's looking more and more like the player that we thought we were going to see last season, but we didn't get. And it really looks like, I mean, you don't want to say that the championship is his level. I guess kind of it is, but obviously eventually he'll be better than that. But it seems like it's the perfect fit for him, and he can be a star in the championship, I guess. So he's yeah, a, a big, big fish in a slightly smaller pond. Yeah, and it gets him the chance to shine and gets him the chance to get a little bit of confidence and comfort. Um, you know, you're right. He, he will obviously be better than this, but I think this is probably what he needed rather than being thrown into the Premier League fray in the middle of a crappy team. And importantly, he gets a lot of minutes. And like you said, in a, in a chance, with a chance to play in a team that actually can play football and not just try to punt it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can, you can argue that the results haven't been great thus far, but there is literally no arguing that this team is playing better than last year's Aston Villa squad did. Yeah, all you need to do is look at the goal difference. Currently at zero last year is like minus 50, so... Um, <laughs> Keep up at this pace, and we'll have zero at the end of the season. I love it when things like that are easy to calculate. <laughs> yeah, and, and for Forrest, too. Well, of course, we'll talk about that later. But Grealish scored in the fifth minute, and I kind of hate when, when Villa score that early because you know they're, they're not going to hold it. And they held it for a while, but a minute before the hour mark, Tammy Abraham scored. Two minutes later, Joe Bryan made it 2-1. And then 20 minutes after that, in the 81st minute, Lee Tomlin scored, and... That was all she wrote, 3-1. Yeah, absolutely. Another kind of obnoxious loss. Um, exactly the sort of second-half capitulation that we're really all getting tired of. At this point, Villa, I, I literally just said, they look better than they did last season, but unfortunately, they aren't stringing together two halves of strong football. No, not not at this point. But, yeah, like like we usually see, they play one good half. Yeah, and I mean, and the improvement comes from the fact that last year Villa weren't stringing together one half of good football. 
So, no. I mean, we'll we'll take this at this point. And it's still so early in the season that it's not really a massive concern to me. And um, honestly, Roberto Di Matteo just got here and he didn't have a full preseason with all of the members of the squad and especially a lot of the crucial members of the squad. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's worth remembering at this point that there is more than an entire Premier League season left in this season. We still have 41 matches left in this season. Yeah, so that's like the Premier League and one game more than how many games we'll play in the Cup because obviously we'll get dumped out in the first <laughs> round. But yeah, um, like we were saying, a lot of turnover in the squad, especially at striker and... Let's move to the international break. We know now that Ghana, well, we knew that before, Ghana have qualified for the AFCON finals in January, as have the Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. And that concerns Villa because of two strikers, Jordan Ayew and new signing Jonathan Koja. And Yeah, and there's this worry that, you know, without those strikers, we're going to be uh, sort of screwed come January and it's a legitimate worry, but there are two ameliorating facts to my mind. The first is, uh, Dr. Tony went on Twitter after the deadline and said that they have already figured out plans. They're already preparing for this. And secondly, the fact is, uh, Rudy Shested's Benin didn't make it. Uh, and Ross McCormick doesn't have to worry about AFCON. So we've still got two first choice strikers available come January. Yeah. And that, that's huge. If Rudy would have ended up going that could have really been troublesome. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, But with the fact that we have those two and the fact that the team is obviously quite aware of this, it doesn't worry me nearly as much. No, and although we have been using three strikers a lot of the time with IU played on on the wing so far and then two up front, there are options for this team to play with just one front man, and especially when that one is really just dead. Yeah, or with two, really, with Justed and McCormick. I think the two of them would pair decently together. Yeah, I'm just thinking he could play Grealish then as as the attacker behind him, kind of in that free role, but... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're definitely right as well. Um, it just... There's a little part of me that isn't actually going to be all that sad to see Jordan Ayew take a little break from Aston Villa, given that he really has not looked all that great this season. Unfortunately, we have to wait until January to uh, get him to take a break. So hopefully he can find his form before then. Yeah. but And and the thing is, all both of those strikers, they might not necessarily go. What if one of them takes a knock in December and isn't at full fitness? Maybe they don't get selected. So yeah, who knows? Absolutely. You know, an injury in January where the, one of them misses, or sorry, in December where one of them misses that month, but then you get him back in January, that... It'd be like kind of mitigating it. You'd have one gone for two months instead of two gone at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it so actually, you don't almost, want to hope for an injury, but... It almost wouldn't bother me right now if Jordan Ayew went on international duty for like a month, just so we had to force ourselves to play without him and see what happens. Oh, are you th- you're thinking that they kind of need to learn how to play without him, or you're I, sick I, of him, or both? A little of A, little of B. Um, because right now, I don't want to give up on him. He's got a lot of raw potential. He's got a lot of talent. But right now, the way he's been playing to start this season, the needless fouls, the seemingly selfish play and everything that goes with it, I really would not mind having a month where I don't have to watch him play. Um, just to sort of reset. Because I don't want to remain angry at him. I don't want to be upset with him. I think he's got a lot that he can offer Villa. 
and having a month off would probably be a nice way to reset everything there. Yeah, the, my problem with him is that even though he scores some spectacular goals, he doesn't score very often. He doesn't score nearly often enough. And like you're saying, I, I definitely think he still deserves a chance. But mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to be gone next year. In that Bristol City match, and it's hard to know for certain because we didn't get to watch. Um, so to some extent, you have to take the announcers on their word, which is tough to do. But by all accounts, Ross McCormick had himself a goal in the first half if IU squares it up to him instead of trying to take a shot that he didn't make. Um, yeah, it's unacceptable. That, you have to yeah. play as a team in this league. Yeah, and the reason that I'm more willing to take that at its word, despite the fact that my general skepticism of what announcers tell me, um, is Radio the fact announcers. that it, yeah, it, it jives with what we know of IU. You know, there could be a great opportunity, but if it's not his, it's hard to see him passing it up. Yeah, if he has a 25% chance to score, maybe he likes that better than someone who has a 90% chance to score, you know, exactly. Yeah, and so, and just the fact that I'm willing to buy that means that I kind of want to see him sit for a little while. Okay, I I have to go back to the Bristol City match because IU was the first of seven Villa players booked all after the 56th minute, and that's that's out of control. At at some point, you have to wonder how much of that is refereeing and how much of that is Villa, but since it was so lopsided, I have to imagine most of it was Villa. Yeah, Yedinak... Delate and Chester all were booked for the first time of the year, and obviously they're pretty new. Elphick mm-hmm. and Bakuna was their third, mm-hmm. and Ayu and Grealish both got their second booking of the year. So yeah, the real stunner is that McCormick didn't pick up a card. Yeah, the man you'd expect to be part of that cavalcade. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah, so maybe that makes you think it's more of the referee. Like you I, I don't know. <laughs> a little bit, but we didn't see it. Hard to know. Yeah, it was it was a tough match, but yeah, I I think I would be okay giving Ayu a month off, but we get that month off in January. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, let's let's move on. Close out the transfer window. We talked so much about transfers this summer, of course, but Jonathan Koja, who we just mentioned, and Albert Adoma, who is a Ghana international but isn't playing for the squad probably isn't going to be in the plans in January. They both were brought in right at the 11th hour. Yeah. Um, and both are signings that I think uh, made a lot of sense. Get get a little more power in this team. Get a little more versatility. Get um, a real winger, for Christ's mm-hmm. sake. <laughs> yeah. I think it really opens things up. It allows Grealish to move around a little bit. It allows us to swap out IU uh, from time to time. I, I think it was a smart move. Yeah, and going the other way to Middlesbrough, of course, was Adama Traore when Adoma came in, so... Adama for Adoma. Yep. And then Jonathan Koja... Transfer window. (laughs) And Jonathan Koja, Villa paid a fee of up to 15 million. I think it was 11 million, but... Breaking the championship transfer record set by themselves a few weeks earlier for Ross McCormick. (laughs) So two proven championship strikers, it's what people wanted. We'll see if it pays off. It probably will. It seems like a pretty safe plan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, this is the kind of thing that you look at and you go, eh, there's really not much in the way of downside here. I mean, if it fails, you did everything right and failed. That's Yep. That's when, 
when a good plan, yeah, it's just what you said. When a good plan fails, it's not your, it, it's luck at that point. And, you know, I, I would take that hit as opposed to a lot of bad plans that we've seen fail lately. Seriously. So, oh yeah, another note, Patty Riley. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Hooray. <laughs> speaking that's, of bad plans. That's all you get. But, <laughs> um, and speaking of safe plans, spending a bunch of money spread across the squad pretty evenly that seems like a safe plan and that's what villa did in the window yeah absolutely we uh when dr tony came in we heard that that 30 to 50 million numbers splashed around and roughly estimated he ended up spending about 50 million on this squad uh not (laughs) not including the amount of money that he got back in outgoing transfers but there wasn't nearly as much but yeah um, you know, if, if you do total net spend, he's in that 30 to 50 million window pretty comfortably. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't say that he didn't come in and splash that money. He set the championship record twice in the same window <laughs> at the same position. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's exactly what we all wanted to see. And that's there great. are still yeah, problems now, with this one. You know, the grumblers on Twitter who saying, Dr. Tony's a liar, whatever, he doesn't have money. Well, he's kind of shut them up because he's, <laughs> I don't know. He's broken some unwritten rules on Twitter by just being on Twitter all the time. But it's yeah. going to happen. Um, but at least we have we have access to him, and I don't know, it's fun. Yeah, it is. It is fun. It's a little worrisome at times, but, you know, every once in a while it's nice to step back from being in analytical so-and-so and just say this is kind of fun to watch an owner be crazy mm-hmm. um, and crazy in a good way and in a, in a really yeah. in a positive way yeah um there are still issues with this squad i think overall if we're taking a look at the big picture transfer window here there's still positions i would like to see improved um but given how much work had to be done i'm not sure we could have asked for much more this summer no, I mean, if you could have offloaded Alan Hutt and Julian Lescott, you would have been dreaming, but it just wasn't going to happen. But Yoris Sakura did end up leaving. That's I thought that was unfortunate, but probably for the best for both. And James Chester's been really good so far, and he was good for Wales over the international break, too. Yeah, absolutely. Worth reminding you, just because it's a happy thing, we did offload Julian Lescott. Oh, yeah? He went to Greece. Oh, Yeah. God. <laughs> it's easy to forget. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to have that happy moment. Yeah, wow. Kind of, I, I want I you know, to enjoy that again. I don't even know what, what to say right now, but... <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, really, I guess, let's go for another happy moment of Jack Grealish signing a new contract. Oh, and it's exactly the sort of thing that we need to be doing. He's a... Strong, rising talent like we talked about. There's a decent chance we don't keep him for all four years of the contract. Um, But that contract gives us some leverage in negotiations going forward. It definitely does. And he's been at Villa since 2001. So, yeah, you know. It's it's exactly the sort of contract that you should be signing. Yeah, and I mean, next in line you hope is Andre Green. He hasn't played as much this year. As much as I'd hope, but there will be time. Yeah. Um, he got himself a new contract, too, at the beginning of August. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying necessarily for a new contract, but for that 
that I progression. Like, yeah, yeah. like we may not have him for the whole time, but yeah, if I we sold him, it's because it's because he's really good. You just made me think of this, but the fact that Grealish has been here since two thousand and one. Um, is it just me, or is it really creepy that clubs scout and sign eight-year-olds? Well, it would be creepier if he wasn't from around there, but but even what are you going to do? Are you going to not do it and then just be a bad academy? God, no, I understand that you have to because that's what everyone in football does, but I mean, coming from a place where I watch American football, and I think it's creepy when people look at high school recruits for colleges... I mean, I think it's creepy when we're looking at 16-year-olds for college football, and here teams are signing 8-year-olds. I just, I, it makes my skin crawl a little bit, and I know it's part of the culture, and I know there's nothing to do to change it, but it's just weird. Yeah, I guess it, from an objective standpoint, it is kind of weird. <laughs> but, the, I mean, they do go to school and stuff, and yeah. I think at that age, it's more of a, you go there every week and play your, your Sunday games, and you have practice once a week or something, but... yeah. And I mean, you know, I'm sure it is all above the board. And it's I'm like a sure. travel team. Like, travel teams in the U.S. are really creepy. Like That's true, too. That's a good point. And they're a business in the U.S. more. I mean, obviously, it's a bigger business because these feed into possibly Premier League football teams. But Yeah. No, you're right. I, I don't know. I always just think it's weird that we talk about, like, eight-year-old sports prospects. It's true. Ugh. So, on that note, let's look at the rest of the championship. And at the top, it's it's Huddersfield Town. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if I was expecting that. No, and right behind them, Fulham, both both teams undefeated. Huddersfield on 13 points, Fulham 11. And then Barnsley, right ahead of or level with Newcastle, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, level with Newcastle, level with QPR, level with Bristol City, and this week's opponent, Nottingham Forest. All yeah, just, points there. just slightly ahead on goal difference because even though Forrest are in 7th, they have the same goal difference as Villa in 16th who <laughs> have that goal difference of 0, difference of 4 points. But at the bottom of the table, a little below Villa, who actually are only 1 point away from that drop zone, Rotherham United with 4 points, but they've already allowed 9 more goals than they've scored. That's That's going to get ugly. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, you give up three to Villa, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, and then Preston North End, who did absolutely nothing in the market and look predictably going back down to League One. And then Blackburn Rovers, who have one point through five, minus eight goal difference. That's also a tire fire. That's I, I can't imagine supporting that team right now. Actually, I can. I supported Aston Villa last year. Yeah, at least they won the league in the 90s. Yeah, it's, I don't know, at least Villa got to start off with a win and give us some hope. Poor Blackburn, they've had nothing. Yeah, just a draw. It's like um, Blackpool almost. Yeah, it's it's pretty dire down there. But, like we were just saying, I mean, everything is so... At this point, Villa are on five points. They are eight points out of the lead, which seems like a lot, but there's still 41 matches remaining. So, yeah. I mean... Given the fact that the transfer window closed after the last round of matches, it really is in some ways almost like what we've seen thus far is just sort of a preseason. And there's really no way to judge until you get through the first half of the schedule, at least, because you get, you have to play everyone. That's how it's going to be made even. That's the whole idea behind playing everyone home and away. But if Villa are still 16th at Christmas, then you can um, you can have a lot of issues. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you look at this, if Villa were to bring off three wins in a row, 
they'd be sitting on 14 points and almost certainly in that top six. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it really does not take much to jump up quite a few spots in this league, especially at this early in the season, which is comforting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it just, there's been a lot of frustration thus far. There's been a lot of upside. Um, it's just good to know that with the team set now, now we can take stock of where everyone is and figure out how it's going to go and realize that there's still plenty of time. A couple other notables in that championship table, if you haven't been following along too closely, Norwich City, another one of the teams that went down from the Premier League last year. They are in 12th with eight points. Right above them on one goal better, Birmingham City, they're in 10th, also eight points, and Wolves, another Midlands team, three they have a plus three goal difference. They also have eight points. They're ninth. So we knew it was going to be a tight league. And I mean, obviously, this this early it is. Yeah, exactly. So I'm excited to see how this all plays out, though. I mean, this is by far more exciting than last year, if nothing else. Oh yeah, like you look at you look at the EPL and it's City and United really running away with it. Mm-hmm. And maybe Chelsea chasing them, Liverpool and Spurs, whatever. But, you know, if, if you're at the bottom, it's not going to be as entertaining. You know, you could have you could pull off three wins in, like, the span of eight days in this league and jump up five, six spots on the table easy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's kind of the fun of it. It's mm-hmm. exhausting, but it's fun. Yeah, so move on to our one Twitter question that we got from Billy Hanks at Box of Stars. Gabby to MLS, what an end to what could have been a perfect (laughs) career. Is this an insult to MLS or Gabby? I'd say neither. Um, I don't think Gabby's a good fit for the MLS. Uh, I think he's going to go there. I I think he's, it's harder than he realizes, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I think, I mean, Gabby Gabby two years ago could have destroyed. Yeah. And it's a scrappy league that, you know, despite the fact that it's not as good as the Premier League or anything like that, it takes a lot of effort to be good in that league. It takes it's a lot of physical league, and the refs yeah. are not very sympathetic, and Gabby gets injured a lot, so <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah, and the fact that he, at least in recent times, hasn't shown the work ethic that we would expect leads me to think he would have some trouble in that transition. No, and he doesn't have the international reputation to be lazy like Pirlo. Yeah. So, and and I mean, then again, Landon Donovan's going to be playing again. So God only knows what could happen in the in the MLS. <laughs> yes, the MLS. And well, I mean, look at Liam Ridgewell, who just captained the Timbers to an MLS Cup championship. Yeah. <laughs> last year. So I don't know. It's funny. It's funny how things can turn out. But it is, it is sad because Gabby is a local lad. And you would you just like for people like that, like Grealish, you hope he could play his whole career at Villa and definitely not end up going to MLS before he's 30. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, maybe Grealish goes to MLS as a uh, designated player when he's 35. What is he going to be able to do? He's like a speed and like tricky. I mean, he could just be one of those like basically a Beckham that just has some moves and just crosses it from 40 yards. Grealish is going to be so good, he'll be the next Beckham in the M- in MLS. Yeah, he's got to go to Real first, though. <laughs> not Milan. Please, not Milan. No, 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 no. We wouldn't accept would, that. Would James be mad? <laughs> well, I guess we'll we'll let him respond to that. 
We know you're listening, James. We expect a response. <laughs> um, so, we'll stop talking our about Twitter our, question. our other writers. But no. you should you should follow Jamo Rushton on Twitter, one of our editors. But basically runs the site with Robert, actually. But, um, yeah, so let, let's move on to that Magicans Forest and wrap this up. We've actually put together a quick show for you tonight, believe it or not. Um, so it's going to be Sunday, the 11th of September at Villa Park. It's an early kickoff. It's the early one for that, that Sunday, that early time slot. It's going to be one fifteen local time. And for Robert, 8.15 in the morning, 7.15 in the morning for me. Six, or no, sorry, 5.15 for people in San Diego. I know on the, in the Facebook Villa, the San Diego Villa supporters, the guy who usually opens the bar for them, the Bluefoot bar, he's out of town. So oh, no. I have to watch it somewhere else. And yeah, that's where the, the North America Villains meetup was last year, of course, in Chicago this year. You can still come if you want, but yeah, San Diego Villains are uh, <laughs> luck this week. And I think in Chicago, it's not going to be as easy as we hope. Like, it's, it's only on B and Connect. It got bumped to that in the U.S., mm-hmm. And last time we were watching that, the stream died like 10 times because it's really inexplicable, but BN's service doesn't work in Google Chrome. I was trying to figure it out yesterday. I was trying to use my, my parents' cable login because they have like one BN channel. And then it you couldn't even use Comcast because BN's owned by one of their competitors. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually had my ex-roommate x like a couple roommates ago time warner login logged in with that and it made me download two players so i had to restart safari like four times and then it told me i didn't have the package oh my goodness <laughs> thanks so we'll be watching an internet explorer sounds at the like in chicago yeah seriously hopefully there's not a big like european match on otherwise the bartenders will be really occupied and can't prioritize keeping our stream on the important things in life. Yeah, for real. For real. Come so Come enough on. of enough of my life issues. Let's let's get to the match. <laughs> Villa, like we said, sixteenth, five points from five games, five goals, five conceded. Team of fives. Nottingham Forest. <laughs> Too bad they don't have Tim Sherwood. I really wish they could be Tim Sherwood's Merry Men, but <laughs> three wins for them, two losses. They've been exciting. Eleven goals scored, eleven conceded. Yeah, there's a chance that this could just be an absolute goal fest, which would be kind of fun. It could, but they just lost a four. What? Yeah, a third of their goals, more than when they sold Oliver Burke, who had four young Scottish winger to Red Bull Leipzig in the Bundesliga, and that that transfer really grabbed a lot of headlines because English players don't really leave England, and obviously he's not English; he's Scottish, but he's in the Championship and. You know, everyone's coming over from France, from Germany, from Spain. It's usually the opposite, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, it's interesting that they let him go. I, I was a little bit surprised, especially given his, his hefty returns this early in the season. I mean, um, Leipzig came in with $15 million. That's a lot of money. For a championship club. For Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Um, they can't all have Dr. Tony money. No, they can't. And... If you look at them, the average market value of their starting 11, which included Burke against Leeds United, was only 1.87 million euros. So 
He's worth about seven times their average player. And even in today's market, you're not going to be able to get a lot of people that cheap. But maybe you could spend the money t- to buy some scouts and get you some good eight-year-olds. So one day, <laughs> you could. <laughs> you were particularly excited, I know, uh, to see one former villain this weekend. Yeah, Eric Lehigh, the left back for Nottingham Forest. I mean, I wish it would have worked out better for him at Villa. Obviously, I'm happy with the left back situation with Jordan Amavi. Well, we haven't really seen him that much, really. But uh, yeah, you know, an American Eric Lehigh looked like he was going to break through at Villa a couple years ago. Yeah. And Maybe five years ago. And didn't quite do it, uh, but lately has been catching up again. He's been playing better at Nottingham. He got named to the long list for this summer's Gold Cup. Uh, for the U.S. men's team, didn't make the final cut. Yeah, uh, for the Copa. Yeah, for the Copa. Sorry, not the Gold um, Cup. Sorry. But yeah, like you're saying, he's back in the national team picture, and that's good to see. He's 27 now. He's in his early 20s at Villa. It just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. He's it's, stuck behind Stephen Warnock, you know. <laughs> God, <laughs> the the last terrible own goal scorer before Acora. Ah, uh, yeah. We, we don't have to see that anymore, thank heavens. Um, but it'll be interesting. I, I still sort of hold a flame for Lehigh, and I think that's because I came up in this site uh, under the tutelage of Aaron Campo, who was the <laughs> biggest, a Lehigh kid. Yeah, the, the biggest Lehigh fan of them all. Um, maybe even a bigger fan than Lehigh's wife. Maybe. So uh, that may be the reason. But I kind of always liked Lehigh, and I'd like to see him do well, except for this Sunday. I want to see him do terribly. <laughs> yeah, that that would be ideal. I want to see Jack Grealish so, terrorize him. Forrest did just sign Nicholas Bentner on a free. The wolf of the former wolf of Wolfsburg. There's <laughs> a name Bentner. you didn't expect to see. Um, they also have Britt Essenbalanga, who has three goals so far. I actually picked him to be championship top scorer in the 7500 to hold preseason roundtable. Three goals. He's struggled with injuries. Wasn't in the squad for the last lineup. Should be back. One to worry about for Villa, and Benner is definitely mercurial. I don't think he'll start. He can't, There's no way he can run for more than like 10 minutes at this point. <laughs> He's not doing anything. Uh, I don't know. It'd be kind of funny if he did. Uh, put him on for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> you can put him on uh, sort of in that Lieber Kozak role. Put him on and then have to sub him off. Oh my gosh, they're going to substitute the substitutes. Just when the FIFA commentator is like literally laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But yeah, Villa, I mean, they'll be obviously looking to get the strike partnership of their own going. Yeah, um, it would be nice to see if we can build on some of the stuff we've seen. You know, Jack Relish picked up a bit of a knock over the international break, so I don't know if he'll be playing. I don't think he. I don't think he's going to be. He's not going to be, so I mean, there's the chance to see him build on it. But Ross McCormick could do something, Koja could do something. We've got a lot of options. Um, and like you said, Forrest are a team that have demonstrated a propensity for allowing goals, so we might as well take advantage of that at home. Yeah, and I guess really building on Koja, the ideal thing about him is that he's already been in the championship, so it's not like he needs fitness, he can slot right, and I guess that's maybe an underrated aspect of that transfer, even though he has to integrate with the squad, but yeah, it'll be it'll be good to see. I think we'll see Rudy and McCormick start. And then Ayu on the left, probably. Yeah, I I think... Maybe maybe we'll see a Doma on the right? I don't know. I'll, I'll have a lineups post coming out. 
Yeah, if we don't see Grealish, I do expect to see Adoma. Um, and like you're saying, I don't expect. Well, if, if Grealish, I'm predicting Grealish isn't fit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, unless he got the the magic spray or something, <laughs> the hippie, hippie crack heal Grealish. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, I don't. Ex- I, I would expect Adoma in that spot. Dilet- I don't know. We could see Bakuna on the wing with Delate now. God, that would be nice. Or I'm still really intrigued by that thing that happened for just a few minutes with uh, with Sissoko at left back and Amavi on the left wing. Yeah, that's always an option you could put Ayu on the right wing. And like, ever there's since a lot that of, happened, a lot of choices. I'm really intrigued and kind of want to see it used for a few matches to see if it's any good. I think that's that's something that you're going to have to play the matchups in. So like, if you know you have a... If it's a strong right side, maybe you go with that. Mm-hmm. If there, or if there's somebody you got to shut down, or you know, con- like contrarily, then you could put Amavi. You could trust him, I guess, at left back. Yeah, and and then like throw Ayu or Grealish on that wing, you know, because Grealish. If you put Grealish on the wing with Amavi behind him, who knows? Yeah, that's true. Although I feel like I I almost have more. Grealish will track back. Yeah, he will track back, but if I don't know, say you give him the the free roll, you say, okay, your main creator, cut in from the wing, go into the the center of the park and dictate the play. You, know, you can get caught on the other side of the pitch pretty easily. Yeah, no, that's. But we have players like Mila Yedinak, who he was also injured away with Australia, so I don't know if he'll take part. But and then is Tishbola? I don't know if Tishbola's back. I, he, had a, I, he had a Snapchat takeover. That was fun today. <laughs> it was fun. It was the most yeah. fun the Villa Snapchat has been in a while. Yeah, it's a lot better. They could win the most improved award for, for <laughs> Snapchat. Uh, the biggest the biggest nothing award of them all. Although it was so bad after Bristol. It was like last year. It was like, Villa up 1-0. And then at the end, it's like, Villa is 3-1. Thank, thanks for your support. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's sad. Oh. So you got a prediction for this match? Um, I'm gonna say Villa four two. All right, I was gonna say take the over. I'll go three uh, one. According since to that seems to be our line. According to who scored's match forecast, Aston Villa will be shown a high number of cards, and then they rate it from, I guess, very likely, which is what that one is, and there will be a high number of cards shown, also very likely. And mm. both Aston Villa will score as a result of a through ball and Nottingham Forest will score as a result of a through ball is likely. But then you get to user predictions and obviously that's not generated by their algorithms or, algorithms or anything. 50% have predicted man of the match to be Oliver Burke. The other, <laughs> what I predict was one person, voted for Rudy just dead. And the <laughs> correct score, home 2-1, away 1-2. Both 50%. So Forest fan and a Villa fan, they both think it's going to be 2-1, I guess. <laughs> but for who that's the question i don't know either four two four two three one yeah will be i hope it'll be exciting it's going to be so early in the morning it'd be a nice <laughs> way to come into it all and then even worse is we've got a match on wednesday oh yeah we may as well do that while we're here well i mean i i haven't really prepared anything for it well then we're just going to give you tv info for nottingham <laughs> forest yeah. Well, Robert actually looks up the team that we're playing. So, we're, yeah, in, in Australia, it was finally announced that you could watch in BN Sports 3 Australia. Like I said, in, in U.S., it's on BN Connect or Fubo TV. If you have that, I had a question about that over on Facebook. Yeah, if and, you're using Fubo TV for BN Connect, you have to use your Fubo TV 
login info on BN Connect's website. Yeah, it's right in the middle of the page, though, when you click Choose Provider. Yeah. So yeah, that's convenient, at least. And then in the UK, the match on Sky Sports 1 slash HD, because it is in that, that primetime early Sunday yep. slot. And then Sky Go Extra as well for you there. Yeah. And then come Wednesday, uh, Aston Villa hosts their second in a row uh, with visiting Brentford. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really have nothing to say about this match because I haven't even thought about it a little bit. I'm sorry. Brentford don't uh, spend a lot of money, but they're very into the analytics. That's what I can tell you about them. They're in London, playing a tiny stadium. Um, but yeah, back back to the last thoughts on the match. Um, the only Premier League match is Swansea-Chelsea on Sunday. That's at, um, what, two? I think four so. Four local? No, four local. It's at 10 a.m. for me here, but... So everybody will be watching if if they're around, and we'll give you the odds because we're going to give you those predictions. But Villa are four to six, the draws thirteen to five, and Forest are seventeen to four. So I don't know if if you were going to bet on Forest, this wouldn't be the worst week to do it. Even though I, I would say I'm at least fifty percent confident of a Villa win. Fifty percent confident of a win. I like that. I'll take that. Yeah. If, I'll take so that, that amount. Yeah. Maybe I'll flip a coin and see if I should deposit some more money into my betting account to throw away. And Go I don't know. Magic maybe, ball. maybe I'll bet on Villa. Who knows? <laughs> but, yeah. So even though this this was technically our 100th recording of the episode, woohoo! But woo, we thank you are, for listening for a hundred episodes. Yeah, amazing. If you if you've been around for all of the hashtag content, I want to thank you for that. But we are going to do a special episode. Sometime soon, that's still coming. Don't, yeah. we'll don't do worry. It. We'll do it when the winter gets to us and we need some time. Maybe we'll do it in the next international break. Yeah, that's a good idea. Who knows? Right? When there's nothing going on. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, so once again, we want to thank you for listening. You can keep listening wherever you've been doing so. Keep interacting with us on Twitter and Facebook. And in those open threads for the for the matches and commenting on articles, we like to hear from you as well as we know you like hearing from us if you're still around, obviously. So, yeah, that's that's really all I've got to say. Robert, anything else? Nothing. Just thanks for listening for 100 episodes. We appreciate it more than you'll ever know. All right. So I know both Robert and I are hoping for a big Villa win on Sunday. And for my co-host, Robert Lintot, signing off. I'm Jack Grimsey. We'll catch you next time on the Holcast.